0: I'm Clarence,
1: and I'm DJ Nuna,
0: and you're listening to Up in the Air,
1: a podcast exploring the creative, social, and political world around us,
0: featuring conversations with our lovely friends and special guests each episode.
1: Stay up in the air and come float with us. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lovely friend of the show. We have Vivian Mack here today with us. Vivian is a super talented multimedia designer and artist as she currently is working (laughs) at the Jacob Lawrence Gallery. And Clarence and I have been lucky to know her for the past two years now. And we're just really, um, yeah, big fans of her work. We love just supporting her and seeing all the new things that she's putting out. And yeah, we're just excited to chat and share a bit of her story, her process, but also a peek into her personal life too. But How are you today, Vivian? Oh my gosh, way to inflate my ego. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta hype you up.
2: Uh, Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I am doing good. I think this week's just been jam-packed, you know, spring quarters finally kicking in. I feel like full speed, so Mm -hmm. I'm still working out how to like balance everything and schedule and try to find that sweet spot of like working but not overworking myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm best
1: facts
2: I feel
0: that yeah it's like so hard to find I mean I think especially are you graduating this quarter I am yeah it's like so hard for all of us you know as like people graduating like to find out like figure out what we're doing career-wise and then also you guys are balance. graduating spring too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh god. I know so we're all in this collective boat of oh, this yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is scary but it's I found myself more like reassured and like less stressed by just taking it day by day versus mm-hmm. looking at the future as something daunting and mm-hmm. putting unnecessary pressure on myself. No,
0: yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, how has the past year been for you though? You know, like I know that, I mean, that's a, that's a very loaded question for sure. <laughs> and every time we ask that it's like the hardest thing to answer, but in terms of kind of balancing as you kind of alluded to a little bit, but balancing your work and you know school and everything, like how has it been for you?
2: I think this year has been like probably the most transformative years, not because of like the pandemic and the like the civil rights movement and everything else behind it, but personally, just because I think because I moved to Seattle four years ago, maybe closer to five. So coming here, I didn't know anyone. And so the first two years were so hard to like find friends and find my community. So last year, before COVID hit, I remember like buying my journal and like so excited. and like, yeah, I'm going to bullet point and all that stuff.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, did
2: that like go downhill real fast? But, um, I made it a goal to find a community and really put myself out there and really just like find my people (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I started going to human condition events I started going to that meetup where I um, met Jubilee and Mm -hmm. I think it was going on a roll and I was like finding people but then the pandemic hit right so Mm -hmm. everything just sort of like back to square one I was like dude I'm like struggling to find friends (laughs) and like that artistic group and so social media has been really key during the pandemic right i feel like Mm -hmm. in some ways i've been more connected to people than i would without it
1: no and
2: i was still able to find like organizations like urban artworks which i've been volunteering with them i want to say like two years now and i was able to work with the seattle asian art museums like last summer and i don't know for some reason I was able to do so many things I wouldn't have without quarantine and everything happening.
1: Dude, I love that. I feel I really resonate with that because I think even Clarence and I with our, um, like our our artistic community, I guess, or with our cohort, we were like, why do we feel closer to these people now that we're remote than when we were like seeing each other every day? And then for sure, I remember when I met you at that photo meetup and That's honestly, like, that's, like, props to you, because it it takes a lot of guts to, like, show up um, with, like, strangers that you don't even know, and um, it was, like, really great to meet you. And then we even met up during quarantine, like, for the first time, we, like, hung out one-on-one.
2: I think once you, like, put your energy out there, that energy is just going to be coming back tenfold, right? It's going to be reciprocated, and you're just going to find those energies that match yours. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean...
0: I think when I first met you too, like, you know, Jubilee had told me that she, she knew you, but, you know, I also like saw your Instagram and like how proactive you were being on there, kind of sharing your work. And, you know, um, I just thought it was really cool to see, like, it seemed like from my perspective, like you're a very confident person who's putting themselves out there. And I'm like, I need to get to that level too. But I mean, can you talk a little bit about that and like what it meant for you to sort of like put your work out there in addition to yourself?
2: Hmm, that is a loaded question. <laughs> always-
0: the only ones <laughs> I ask.
2: <laughs> Clarence just has a loaded gun all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny how you say that because literally, I could say the quite opposite. I know I'm mm-hmm. trying to step in more into my confidence
0: mm-hmm. and
2: not trying to be like embarrassed or ashamed, but mm-hmm. I mainly did it just because. It was it first started out as me like wanting to improve my skills as a designer, right? Mm-hmm. Me not being an actual major and being like a visual arts major. I feel like it makes it even harder for me to like prove myself that I like mm. want to get into this field, right? And so it really just took it upon me during class. This class project was like so open-ended. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Philip Carpenter. <laughs> he was <like>, a <laughs> honestly I want this to be a passion project and I want you guys with like this 11 weeks to really dive into something you're interested in and at Mm -hmm. first this it started with me like wanting to do like a 30-day design challenge I was like just give me like a list of random topics and I'll just design something he's like yeah but that kind of sounds boring like don't you want to be like doing something you're actually interested in he's like why don't you just dig a little deeper and find out things that really resonated with you throughout your mm-hmm. education or something, and we'll see if we can find something. And this class was like multiple personal meetings with him versus like showing up in a class. So just talking with him, and I guess my experience as an artist, I was really interested in space and time. sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy, but I first went to study abroad Lyon France and that's where a bunch of like the studio talks and the artist talks they were talking about space and time and technology and all their artwork surrounded that and I was just like so fascinated with that concept I think it's mm-hmm. crazy how like we live in such a digital age where it's so blurred right there's no distinction between real life and digital life like it's right. just an extension of us mm-hmm. and I think that really inspired me to design something to really showcase that and to really explore that. And also mm-hmm. the introspection part really hit because I took a class on dreams and consciousness. And ever since I was a kid, I've had crazy lucid dreams. <laughs> if, you, if you know me, literally every day, I'm like, dude, my dream was like insane. And everyone's just like so tired of hearing about it. But I cannot help but to write my dreams down every day or every morning I'll literally just sit there for like 10 minutes I'm like why did I just dream that like that makes no (laughs) sense but uh from that class my favorite class ever we started off class with like five minutes of meditating and then everyone kept the dream journal and obviously we learned about like Carl Jung and then Sigmund Freud and all these famous uh I guess psychoanalysts and it really made me believe that dreams are just showing us a deeper part of ourselves right Mm -hmm. like we think dreams I guess western science always pushed this idea of like dreams are just us filtering out memories throughout our day but really I feel like it's like a deeper part of us (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. one reality right right and so pretty much that's what I was trying to design and capture like those moments maybe people look over but I want people to
1: like kind of Mm -hmm. dig no that's beautiful I think I'm just now thinking about my dreams and what they mean because I think I have a strong tie between um, like what I dream and what I'm manifesting. Cause I feel like sometimes I find there's lots of parallels between the two, but even like your discussion on like space and time with our friend Ibrahima, we were just talking about how, yeah, I, I think y'all should meet. I don't know if you guys have talked before. <laughs> we talked and I was like, how have we
2: not met? And then <laughs> I'm like, dude, I need to meet you.
1: Okay, one day we're all gonna hang out because Ibrahima's is the best. Yeah.
0: Um, it's the coolest guy. But-
1: yeah. Um, but we were talking about how in concerts, how um, Ibrahima, when he went to his very first concert, he was like, why is everyone like, why does everyone have their hands up all the time? And it's because they're holding their phones and how they're living this concert through the digital lens, even though they're right there in the physical space. And I was like, yeah, that's so weird that like, even in the, in the time and place, we're living through kind of a digital lens. And then people okay this is kind of confusing but like people that aren't in the physical space they're also kind of like experiencing it through the digital lens so it's weird I don't know if I was like space and time kind of but yeah I was just thinking about it's, that
2: I think we're consuming so many things at such a rapid pace and mm-hmm. I think we're just experiencing so many things faster and consuming things right. on such like an insane scale versus mm-hmm. like years ago before the fucking railroad existed right like, I don't know.
1: Dude, like why did technology have to advance so much Like <laughs> <capitalism>? <laughs> no, for real i just kind of wish i could live in like a cottage and just never interact with anyone
0: i know like, I, I i forgot who i was talking to but they're like can we just go back to the days of like hunters and gatherers like i just want to like go out and like have you know like, well I think like the beauty in <laughs> that is like you know exactly what the goal is you know what I mean like for I think for us like in some ways there's so many possibilities of what we could possibly do with our, our sort of career paths and like other um, mediums whether they be our passions or not like there's so many options and possibilities and just outcomes that it's like overwhelming you know in the <laughs> same way that the internet and like the digital technology everything advancing is also so overwhelming Mm -hmm.
2: it's
1: daunting
2: right yeah Yeah.
1: I remember someone posted it on Instagram but it was like this is what the world would look like if you missed a deadline or like didn't get the job or something that we stress about and it's like the world just looks the same (laughs) like (laughs) we're just we're just on a rock so
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're literally expecting us. No, I know. Seriously. And I think quarantine has really made us slow down and realize that. Like, I don't think anyone dreams mm-hmm. of labor, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and especially in our field of design, it's kind of hard to navigate that because our whole industry is based yep. on, of like, consuming, consumerism, marketing. But I think if it was really up to us, we wouldn't be creating for capitalism i think we would just be creating to create and
1: sharing and that would be then goal no for real i feel like design really baits all the students because i i think a lot of our first impressions of it was like oh it's it's really creative you can you know tie in like your art experience or you can um i don't know it just looks cool (laughs) and then you start taking classes and then you start the job search and you're like oh you're com- you're constantly creating for someone else's eye, and you're following all these rules. And I think, especially like Clarence and I's um, our design curriculum, it's just very centered in like European standards, European Eurocentric history, and yeah. I think quarantine really woke us up because we're like, who are we doing this for? Like, mm-hmm. why are we why are we putting so many hours into stressing over nothing <laughs> or things that don't really matter but we're told that they matter
2: yeah and I think it was a nice safety net for us artists and creatives and this was like a field where it was like you can still be artistic but be stable financially stable. you can make money <laughs> right so we're like okay so it's kind of yeah. real.
0: um I was I was watching this interview the other day with uh Stephen Young and he was talking about how like kind of what you were talking about Vivian that, you know the pandemic really allowed him to take a deeper look at himself and what he really sees in like the the sort of career that he carves out for himself and sort of the projects that he takes on and I think what you do really beautifully in your work is that you have you're capturing a sense of your identity within it and I'm just interested to know like what what's important to you about sort of like doing so like doing that capturing yourself in your work and having it sort of represent a part of you. Because I think, you know, whether it be like in some of the sculpture pieces that you've created, um, that alluding to your cultural background, or even you talking about space and time, like your interest in, in dreams and what that could mean to you as yourself. Like, I'm interested to know, you know, what is identity and how does that manifest itself within your work?
2: Parents with a gun again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i to do my job, you know.
2: <laughs> I feel like because it's the only thing I really know how to do, like, mm-hmm. because I entered in a field without any traditional fundamentals or a traditional, I guess, education of design. This was like the only thing I knew how to do. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I'm interested in these things and I know who I am, so it's like... Mm-hmm it kind of made it much easier for me to explore this field and especially with like sculptural work or even things that are not in like the digital realm I came from actually my first quarter in in a class because I came from a stem high school (laughs) thinking I was going to do like biotechnology and like research and so I started summer quarter and my advisor was like okay well the series doesn't really start until like fall so how about you you know choose a couple classes that you're interested in I was like "Eh." and I think growing up I I feel like I had like an itch that I was creative but I kind of pushed it away and like maybe convinced myself that I wasn't creative because growing up in an Asian household my parents we're, like, in the medical field, so my dad was just like, yeah, we're going to make any money doing this, so you shouldn't do that, like, that's so pointless, and I think I convinced myself, I was like, yeah, it's, like, useless, mm-hmm. and it's funny, because, like, my teacher was like, you're not going to be in the medical field, you're going to be, like, an artist <laughs> or something, you. I thought she was crazy, I was like, I don't <laughs> know who talking to, but, <laughs> um, and so my first quarter, he talked about, I think, just the context of art and how that's actually really important and we spent a whole day looking through trash art on reddit and <laughs> it's subjective right i think design and art are both such subjective things but he made it a point of like the intentionality of why we're creating you can create a beautiful looking eye or figure but that's all it's going to be if that's like your intent right if there's no Mm -hmm. cultural meaning context or anything relative to it it just becomes beautiful and that's the only thing it is Mm -hmm. and I remember after that class I literally just dumped my sketchbook I was like oh my god I need to restart everything (laughs) it actually put more pressure on me because I I think I grew away from art for a little bit because I was like there's so much pressure for every time I would like pick up a pen or something I'd be like well, why am I doing this like I shouldn't be if there isn't any big meaning behind it oh my gosh so I think it's sort of a balance of like creating something intentional but I do believe that when you're practicing I mean you can just like doodle sketch and stuff I believe that's still important but to really put art out there that's going to last and really maybe leave an imprint on someone it has to have context even if it's
0: something small. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's, that's, yeah, I, I definitely felt the same way, because I think with a lot of designs that we sort of take on, it's like, yeah, what is the deeper meaning? Like, how how can this, you know, almost create a legacy on its own? Like, what makes this timeless? You know, like, this kind of idea that it has to, again, what you said, like, leave an imprint on a person, and you're totally right in that. It's, It's the context, and yeah I mean like I'm just picturing myself like I can't even imagine myself creating something that could really live that long which is crazy to think like do you did you think that some of the stuff you're creating even before you finished it that it would it could have an impact like that or is it more just like putting it out there first and then seeing what
2: yeah okay just putting it out there first I remember throwing out like a bunch of or like my first couple of sculpture work and just dumping it away because, you know, we're college students. We have like one-year leases, so we're like constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like carrying all this, like all these art projects and it's like, I don't have room for them. And usually they're just sitting in a corner. And so I think it's the process of like capturing everything, you know, once documenting it, it's so important, but like also letting it go is important. Like mm-hmm. it's lived its day. <laughs> I'm sure it, lives in someone's memory but it's not mine to keep i feel like once i put it out there mm-hmm. if that makes any sense
1: for sure yeah i think you really put into words why like i personally felt really hesitant about design because yeah like we mentioned there's just a lot of rules in design and we're often taught to like leave kind of separate like our own identity with the work that we produce. And I, I realized that there is a huge difference in like certain designers because some designers really do incorporate like their their love for art or their own identity or cultural background in their work. And then others, I think le- more so like leans into like tech designers. Like you can definitely see that there is a separation. But I was curious, like you said that you had no like formal design background and you're currently studying visual arts, but... Um, I'm curious how it has been kind of like going more into design um, with, like, with an art background. Like, how has that been? How is like the design community, if you've been able to get to know a few more people? Mm-hmm. It was really
2: intimidating at first because it's that thing where it's like, how do I get an internship without any experience? But you need experience to get the internship, right? For real. So- when that first came about, I was like, okay, how do I like really get my foot in the door? So I started literally just like making stupid posters just for myself, but then I was like, how do I really like have something I can put on my resume? I think it's where it first started. And so I joined like the literary arts journal and was able to have an advisor that was actually in the design industry for many years. And she's had her own like company and everything or design firm. So. I think that really taught me a lot and also Mm -hmm. doing picking up just like freelance work it really picked up like last summer and so when i did that mural in chinatown that's when i got to know che and he's the special projects director at the gallery martin museum and so he was like hey Vivian like i saw you did that mural and i actually looked at your instagram work like do you want to do a little internship and i was like it's crazy because it's something I've always wanted. Like I remember applying mm-hmm. at Sam for like two years, and being rejected. So I was like, mm-hmm. kind of funny how it came back to me in such an unconventional way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think the more I talk to students and grad students, they always reassure me that this is a field where you don't really need a like a formal education in. As long as yeah. you keep practicing and keep teaching yourself and having that mm-hmm. beginner's mind you can really like mm-hmm. push yourself out there and so it's what i've been doing i've been taking like courses at cal arts online and trying to i guess unlearn my own biases of like how things should look because now i'm like relearning formal and like fundamentals too mm-hmm. but i think the most important thing is yeah having a beginner's mind and just meeting new people, I think that's where a lot of your connections and work positions will open up. Mm-hmm. Definitely not through LinkedIn or Handshake. I'm
1: applying really <laughs> there so many times. I fucking I hate
0: back. LinkedIn. It's the worst.
1: Bruh. No, like when vivian and I, when we kicked it, we talked about this one position oh that we both applied for on Handshake, and we both got <laughs> we both got baited from them. They both made ghosts ghosted mm. both of us. That was such a scam. We never even heard back. I really thought I had a shot. Seriously, we we were like, wait, you had a call with them? You, yeah. And then we're just like, what the fuck? No, but for real, I think, um, this is an ongoing conversation. But yeah, I would say that design is like a very gate kept industry where, um, yeah, the community feels really intimidating. Um, like once, like, or if you're not like fully in through the door. But um, I think, yeah, when you meet the right people, um, it's amazing like how those connections really flow in and you can just build really strong relationships when you're just both mutually supporting each other's work. And even like Vivian, like I had only known Vivian for like a year, but earlier in the summer, she referred me to a freelance project. And I I was just like so thankful because one, I mentioned this to Viv also, like in the Seattle creative scene, it is predominantly like, male i i was starting to realize so it was really refreshing to like get closer to not only like a female designer but like an asian female designer so um yeah that's amazing that you're like taking on your own to like learn and take classes and courses because yeah the fundamentals of design it's con it's like very tedious and yeah you have to like learn Mm -hmm. and unlearn a lot of things for sure Mm -hmm. especially going through
2: like so right now I'm in, like, the typography course. And just learning about the <laughs> history of like, each. And it's just white men every Seriously. time. And mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to, like, research on one single uh, typeface that we're interested in. And I was like, oh, this one seems inter- interesting. And I'll click on it. And it's like, then I think about, like, why it was created and who it was created for. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm getting out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah for sure but I I, I was thinking about how like you know Jubilee always tells this to me but it's like you're one sort of connection away or one person away from another great opportunity so I think that's like the beauty in like how you're putting yourself out there and like really doing the work to try and get to know these people in community which I am very guilty of not doing I'm like I need to do that more but
2: I just just met Jordan uh, Nicholson I'm sure you Mm. All heard about him. I finally met him, and we just had a really deep conversation of like how much of a web Seattle is. Like once mm-hmm. you tap mm-hmm. in to one creative, it's like a domino effect, and mm-hmm. suddenly you're just on one big web of just knowing all these creatives.
1: For real? And
2: I, for one, like before stepping into this community of people. I really thought seattle freeze was like a real thing like maybe it is but like i was just like people are just in their own bubble like how to make like, friends out here but <laughs> i think just once you really tap into it everyone's mm-hmm. just as open and giving out that energy
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure i mean it's funny it's funny how you mentioned jordan like we we had him for an event with asu dub arts entertainment um but even like beyond that i i like knew him from kumon like of all places like, he was an instructor and come on if you don't oh, know wow. it's like a, a learning center but he was like an instructor while i was when i was a student and like it's just oh, it's crazy wow. to see his growth but also like to find myself kind of emerging in i guess like an adjacent field of you know creativity kind of but
2: like a little yeah. full circle moment <laughs> yeah when we
0: have when we had him like a couple of weeks ago i was like wow this is this is wild like never did i think that this would happen but yeah They're like it's dinner oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait
1: and it's funny that you mentioned that because jordan we have him on um the episode after you he's queued mm. up so yeah
2: yeah it was so random when we kicked it because we were like at hang park eating chung and literally out of the blue like two people come up and they're like have you been vaccinated and i thought they were kicking us out i was like oh no and they're like well do you want a vaccine and i was like yeah it was so yeah because they're like well we have an extra dose left and we don't want to waste it so just follow us and you know how everything's boarded up in the national district i was mm-hmm. like what the fuck are they taking us and it was like boarded doors or like, just go down that hallway and i was like jordan why did we just say yes to this like
0: what are we doing? oh my
2: god <laughs> hey, there's nurses and um long behold they gave me the cdc little card but that was like the most randomest thing ever <laughs> Dude,
0: yeah, I, I, I think I saw that on your story. I was like, yeah. that's cool. But didn't know that you guys were just <laughs> asked off the street. On
1: one hand, <laughs> one hand. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Dude, that's clutch. Yeah, I and, think. Oh, wait, sorry. go for
2: it. Okay. Um, I think another important thing that me and Jordan talked about was coincidences, but how they're not really coincidences and they're more like mm. synchronicities, right? And so I think I really believe that how everything happens for a reason. And we just got in that whole big role of like, there's just a purpose or intent behind every interaction. And I thought that was so beautiful to
1: hear. No, I love that. I think, I know that introspection is really important in your work. And I think, yeah, I often, or I told Clarence this the other day, like for real, what's meant for you will not pass you. And every like rejection or you know application on LinkedIn that doesn't work out like truly that will just direct you to whatever position you're meant for absolutely Mm -hmm. for the time and place but I wonder okay yeah because introspection um I feel like I people always tell me that I'm really meta because I'm like thinking about thinking (laughs) Did people (laughs) ever say that to you (laughs) Dude, me and Jordan were talking about that. Like,
2: I thought that was normal. I was like, you're telling me that people don't really think about what they're thinking about all the time. No, they don't. I feel like every event or thing that happens, it's just like me in my head, it's like third person. Like, I'm always rethinking about the things that I like either talked about or or interactions with people or things.
1: Yeah. No, I feel that. Because my friend, um was saying how she was like, Yeah, I don't have an inner voice. And I was like, Excuse How me? do you I know I was like, bitch, how do you Wait, think? Oh my god, <laughs> our our faces were
0: like... <laughs> were like
1: and and it kind of makes sense because she doesn't and I know that she listens to every pod episode, so shout out to you. You know who you are. But I was like, damn, like do you have this like does she experience Wait. anxiety or is... I don't know. I'm just like no way. how does that work? Um but yeah, I think quarantine also reminded me that yeah, some people really live their lives without without like thinking. <laughs> or not not thinking, but <laughs> but they live their lives without this, this inner voice. Around. <laughs> Raw I'm, dog in life. Just, yeah. just <laughs>
2: <that> <laughs> empty head. <laughs> no, there's um, no way. I don't believe that. I really think it's alive. <laughs> like there's no way. <laughs>
0: yeah I mean there's definitely like people who I think like can really just say oh this is whatever you know and like not go deep enough but I mean I feel like in some ways I do that but then again you know I can't help but obsess over like a lot of the things that I do or the interactions I have like I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, why did I say that? Also, what do I sound like when I say that? Also, what do I look like when I said that? You know what I mean? Like, you just, every single thought, every single insecurity mm-hmm. goes through my mind. But
2: <laughs> it's like inception. It's like yeah. 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 I think it's normal I'm... to think those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's just true. like our ego. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Right. Sometimes I'm like, do I have anxiety or do I just think a lot about myself? <laughs> Shit. yeah like uh, am i just
0: self-centered or hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but i was curious because i remember like this is early in quarantine you did a poll and it was like do you experience imposter syndrome and it was like for the most predominantly yes a couple no's and i slid up and i was like i bet the the x amount of people that said no were men probably, probably. true <laughs> that was true
2: What was it like? Ten? It was like
1: like sixty yeses and like ten
2: noes, and then I looked. no
0: that's be nice.
2: It was was like just all white
1: guys. I was like, dude, for real. Like one of another listener of the pod told me, like, yeah, I just experienced imposter syndrome for the first time in my life, and I was like, damn, you made it a good twenty three years of your life without. (laughs) Again, (laughs) must be nice. (laughs) um but I'm like imposter syndrome is definitely kind of like um thinking about thinking it's a form of anxiety it's um also kind of a form of self-sabotage because we're just like we're not deserving to be in these spaces when clearly we are because the opportunity presented itself but I know that it's like still something everyone's working on but how have you kind of addressed that or responded to it because it's tough
2: it's tough for For sure sure. ongoing process i Mm -hmm. i remember so the gold addy like seattle aff just hosted their gala and that was when i uh won that award for like the illustrations for the poster designs Mm -hmm. and i remember luis shout out to luis he (laughs) reached out to me like a year ago so he's the president of aff he's like hey vivian i've been noticing you're putting out a lot of good work and we're hosting this soon and we'd love to have your submissions I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I started like Googling, learning more about them. I was like, hmm, okay. And I remember like setting up my application, but just never turning it in, never submitting it. And he reached out like the day before and he's like, hey, Vivian, I don't want to be like that person, but like, I really just want you to submit your stuff. He's like, I really <laughs> can give it a good shot. And I was like, it's funny. I like opened up an application, but I just never went through with it. Mostly because like, it was just like paying fees I really I was like I don't really want to pay these fees especially as a student you know and thankfully there's like a student waiver and stuff and he I didn't hear back until just recently and they're like you want a gold addy I literally stared at that email email and I was like I don't believe it it's a mistake (laughs) I literally went to the gala whatever the zoom or youtube online event and the entire time I was like I'm sure they made like some type of mistake because it was like creative agencies lining up one after another like Xbox all their campaigns and I'm like what is going on like what is this event and then there comes like my <laughs> poster designs I'm, like, back. and I was like what mm. this is so weird even when I like picked it up and like met them I was like you sure is this mm. you sure about this and they're, yeah it's yours I was like <laughs> you sure though like I don't know and I think it's just like I'm still trying to learn how to like step into my own confidence but you're right it is self-sabotage to think like we don't deserve these things and we're not worthy of these like recognitions or Mm -hmm. affirmations but I think it's partly to do with like maybe the Dunning-Kruger effect have you guys heard about that
0: no what is that
2: Uh, share (laughs) Oh my gosh! So <laughs> let me pull up a little a little graph. When someone mentioned to me just recently, I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "That's probably what I've been experiencing this entire time." Mm-hmm. And so, the Dunning Kruger effect is literally like your level of competence versus your confidence. And there's, like, a slope of Mount Stupid at the beginning, right? (laughs) When you're first learning things, you're like, I know everything. You're so confident, right? Mm -hmm. And the more you learn, the less confident you kind of get. And the more you know that there's more that you don't know, right? (laughs) So the more you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I know so little. And Mm -hmm. I think we're in that space of where we're all pretty well-versed in these skills, but we're still like questioning ourselves but we're still like I don't know knowing that there's still more to be learned and that's why we maybe doubt ourselves right but it is right. self-sabotage in the end like
1: mm-hmm. we need
2: to really just start stepping into our own power and believing
1: right that, that is so interesting because yeah I definitely think because when I think about like four years ago when I didn't know what Adobe was and I didn't know anything about design I I was definitely like curious but hesitant but yeah I feel like at this point in my life I should be more confident like I know so much more shit I have an education but yeah I I'm trying to like pinpoint like why why am I sabotaging myself like and and I find it a lot in my language too like even in crit like people are saying like why are you underselling your work like why are you saying Oh, like this is rough, but like I realize it's just so ingrained in how I carry myself, yeah. how I talk about my work, and I've been trying to tell myself and just a lot of my friends, like I just wish that you could see yourself the way that I see you, and I try to speak that to myself too, because like when I look at all my friends, all my talented friends, I'm like, I'm just like clapping, I'm I'm just like their fan, and I I just wish that they could see how talented they were and. I'm just trying to tell that to myself too
2: <laughs> this it's rough
1: <laughs> it's rough out here every
2: creative is like that mm-hmm. because I think we're so maybe just because when we're especially working on a project we're staring at it constantly right I think it's like right. so normalized in yeah. our brains and so to see it for the very first time from another person's perspective without knowing that entire process you went through of course it's like so mind-boggling to them but then for you you've been working aimlessly like so hard at it and you're like I'm fucking tired of this and like putting it out <laughs> right. but you're right we need to support ourselves like we support our friends mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. a term process I mean we right.
0: just had a critique with uh Vlad Sepatov, who's like you know a great designer behind a lot of albums that like Kendrick Lamar's damn like all these different projects and he was saying how I think someone was presenting, they're like, oh, like, they're kind of going at length about the concept and like, what they're thinking. And then at the end, they're like, oh, I'm sorry if that was like, really long and confusing. And he was like, don't ever apologize for like, being passionate about your work and like, don't apologize for the amount of thinking that goes into it. Like, speak your truth and mm-hmm. be completely confident in, in the work that you create. So I'm like, storing yeah right?
2: even in conversations right with our friends we always say like oh sorry 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 sorry." we like say that so mindlessly but really mm-hmm. i think that plays like such a big effect like, we shouldn't mm-hmm. be sorry
0: yeah like, i mean we're we're thoughts. occupying the space and like we deserve to to be here whether we're creative mm-hmm. or in any other field like we're valid mm-hmm. our thoughts are valid our our voice is valid i think yeah. like, <laughs> i'm like I'm say valid. that course
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like damn I think it's a lot to do with maybe our upbringing or maybe just mm-hmm. our identities mm-hmm. as Asians right like mm-hmm. even the education system itself where like how that really has shaped our head to be like really second guessing ourselves like you know raising our hands whether it be like I don't know mm-hmm. I think that really affected us deeply yeah yeah and I think college what's... was when we try to like totally unlearn that because I feel like college was nothing like I for I guess for me it was nothing like my elementary or high school like I was allowed to like speak my opinions and learn the truths behind our identity and so I think that whole unlearning process we're still trying to go through it
1: Mm -hmm. no definitely I think I see a lot of parallels even yeah Clarence and I haven't had the opportunity on a pod episode to address um, like the violence, the the rise in violence against Asian Americans, but even in that like grief process, I was like, wow, I feel like I am, I can't even validate my own emotions, or like I'm asking myself, am I allowed to feel upset, or am I allowed to feel hurt? And I think I found, I found that in a lot of different aspects of my life. Like, why do I feel the need to ask permission to do something or feel a certain way? or again, just like validate my own experiences. So definitely has a lot to do with upbringing that um, like, I, I definitely grew up to be very passive and submissive. And it wasn't until college where I was like, that was not a personality trait. <laughs> that was just white people bullying me. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like thinking about when I was in high school, I was like, I mean, I wasn't really a quiet kid. It was just no one wanted yeah. to listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clarence, you're valid.
0: You're, yeah, yes, you're valid. thank you. Thank you. But that kind of, uh, you know, before we round out the show, I also wanted to ask, like, you know, with everything that we talked about today, it's obviously very, like, heavy on the soul, the mind. And so I'm wondering, like, what do you do for self-care? You know, like, when you have time to yourself to, like, I mean, if, if you do have things or if you're working on it at the moment. but <laughs>
2: I'm still working on it, right? I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm constantly glued to my screen because I feel like once I have a task, I need to like complete it immediately. Mm. So I definitely do overwork myself. But I think sleeping in, I love sleeping in, wrapping <laughs> myself in a blanket with a heating pad and just binge watching shows. Or yes. YouTube, whatever it is. I love cooking. Cooking is like a time where you really just like, you're not on your phone and you're just creating mm-hmm. something it's so yummy and it's like so fulfilling when you
0: eat it.
2: <laughs> and it is an ongoing process. I feel like quarantine has actually made me more addicted to my phone because now I'm like, what well, is everyone else mm-hmm. doing? So I'm like, yeah. you know, routinely rotating the same like three apps, like one of my
0: yeah. I mean, I but just downloaded like, it. Like... yeah. I downloaded TikTok and I'm like, it's it's the yeah, worst the thing that I've <laughs> done.
2: <laughs> it's endless. And yeah, it's just, you know so, it's addictive and you it's know that it's fast bad. content. It's that fast. It's literally like gambling. Like you're really wanting that next like yeah. reward. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. <laughs> For real. No, I yeah. think also. Urban artworks, like just volunteering with them. And when you're painting with like other people that you've never met, I think it's like so fulfilling Mm -hmm. because that's when I really disconnect. I'm like, I'm not on my phone. Like I'm just here to like Mm -hmm. paint.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's beautiful. And I see a commonality between all those things. Like it's really spending quality time with yourself and without your phone in the picture. So I think it's really... It's, for me, it's encouraging to know that all of these processes are ongoing, and, like, healing, like, the skills that we're learning, art and design in itself, it's just ongoing, and, yeah, that's what life is, I guess. When you think about, like, everything
2: that happens, all these goals and inspiration, or, like, goals that you have for yourself, like, when you reflect on those things, you're like, I actually achieved those things, and I got those positions I wanted, but. I think the things that, like, permeates and stays with us is really, like, the relationships and, like, who we talk to. Because I always, like, reflect back on, like, conversations I have with people Mm -hmm. where people have met. And I'm like, damn, I love that. I love those moments. And I'm constantly replaying them. And I want more of them.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, yeah, Clarence and I are just so happy to have had this conversation with you. Like, for real, I think this has been such a good not just episode but just conversation as friends like I I just feel really inspired and I feel like just really fulfilled (laughs) yeah Clarence do you yeah I know Clarence would be feeling the same because he's like like,
0: (laughs) I agree I agree (laughs) but um yeah
2: you're constantly doing this and that's probably so fulfilling right you're constantly meeting people and constantly knowing about yeah their lives (laughs)
0: yeah I mean I remember when we first started the the pod like I was like I just want to have a space where I can talk like as if I know what I'm talking about and then just like have the conversations like I I feel like most of my the best thinking and like whether it be creative or not like happens in conversation like it's just talking through the ideas or talking through the concepts but Mm -hmm. yeah again thank you so much for being on the on the pod and as usual, we always round out the episode with a song of the week. Um, I know that you, yeah, you've had that on the back burner, but um, we can go first just to give you some time to yes. figure out your song. But take it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jubilee and I have been working on a capstone project, and we've been focusing on Frank Ocean's music and kind of building. Uh, yeah, like an. New- sort of like an installation kind of reflection uh with his music as the common thread but i've been listening to close to you a lot off of his album blonde and i promise you i'm not simping but like i was like listening to the song and then i was listening to the live version in that video clip where brad pitt's there like on stage too like on the phone and i'm just like wow like it's 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 really tapping into like all these different emotions and I don't know, I just really loved it, but yeah. I'm not simping.
1: It's okay to simp, it's okay to simp. Mr. Yeah. It's it's There's that okay, validation. Okay, okay, I'm simping, I'm
0: simping, I'm simping. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I have been listening to a lot of Frank, especially with mm. the project. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out, Ibrahima is also a team member, so uh, we're working on that. But I would say that my f- song of the week is called Stuck On You by Michelle. And they're super cool. I, I guess they're kind of like indie pop, but um, they seem to have like a really diverse band, like of seven people. And shout out to Discover Weekly. Um, I, I find so many good songs from there, but I think that is something that's really embodies the spring. I just feel so much better these days with the sun out. And I just have like this anticipation that things are going to get better. And like, we're all vaccinated for the most part almost so that's what I'm feeling this week but how about you Vivian I
2: had to go off that the sun shining like I feel like whole like Seattle just realizes how depressed we've been once a year <laughs> yeah. instantly like, our moods are, like so much better everyone's like so nice all of a sudden um for my song of the week I think it's Moy Cola mm. I love Moy. like all of his songs kind of remind me of james blake who's like my number one like favorite artist and those songs just like trigger something for some reason like do you ever listen to songs and just like enjoy how sad you are <laughs> just, like, like, yes. like you just Blood leave you
0: leave your body yeah. just levitating me, yeah
2: i love sad songs because like they just put me in such a specific like mood where i'm able to like reflect back on like my life <laughs> and memories no, yeah
0: i think that's that's like jubilee when she listens to like her sad song playlist to sleep every night. Um.
1: <laughs> Clarence be <laughs> Clarence just be messaging me like, "Bro, you okay? Why have you been listening to your Frank Ocean playlist all night?" <laughs> so, I I honestly that's like one of my favorite ways to end the day. Just like lights down and then just crying. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> you're like
0: you're like, like let me just yeah like let me just shed a tear crochet real quick and then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just,
2: <laughs> literally, that's me. Frank Ocean, like, I know he plays. I know he's like everyone's favorite artist, but literally, he's my first person I saw live in Seattle, and it was like at the tiniest venue when Channel Orange just Girl, dropped. You saw? Wow! Oh my God! Like, my friend group was so obsessed with him. Like, we listened to all his leaks and everything on like SoundCloud, like finding the weirdest ways to like get these unreleased songs. And so, in his concert finally happened in seattle we like drove up i didn't actually have a ticket i literally was like scoping around the place but then he goes, you got a ticket you got a ticket and yeah that was a place like a very fond place in my heart like
0: oh, wow i'm
1: venue, so no clarence and i are about to message you about our capstone project because we're collecting Please. memories about frank ocean um and you kind of just explain like what we're trying to do because we want to kind of recreate these memories that we kind of subconsciously attach to these sounds so that's beautiful i always tell people like before i die i need to see frank live um if he ever you know does a show again but um incognito yeah at all times Mm -hmm. yeah i'll
0: drop i'll drop top dollar for his concert like easy (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. easy money but Vivian, thank you so much for your time and just sharing your story and just being so vulnerable with us. We really appreciate you. And um, again, we're just like happy to be friends and be um, like, just witness your work and your growth. But yeah, thank you so much, nice everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thanks bye everyone. We me. will, <laughs> I just keep interrupting you? Fuck <laughs> 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 Zoom. Um. But everyone, like, will have Vivian's, like, all her links, um, like, her Instagram portfolio, um, because her work is beautiful, and y'all got to check it out. But, yeah, thank you again, Vivian. Thank you for having me.